<laughs> there's a lot of good stuff on X2. No, there's there really is. I'm just, I, I mean, I, I cannot say it. that I'm not a fan of, of X2 because it does come in handy. Ah, but I'm bummed. No. That's <laughs> like, that wasn't even it. You didn't even do that pun well. <laughs> supposed to be used like a social media or something like that. Well, I think that's what they their own want. Videos. I think that's what they want. Yeah, but I, I don't pay I attention to that. No, I couldn't be fucked That's up. like Snapchat. <laughs> I still pretend like Snapchat doesn't Unlike exist. Unlike the girl in this movie. <laughs> I don't know if she ever has really fulfilling sex. That was kind well, of but a segue. She, she could in fact be segue, fucked. Yeah. I do not want a segue shame. God damn. We have to acknowledge Bob's good segues. They don't come very often. Yeah, no, yeah. They, not, not unlike the girl in this movie. They don't come in handy. God damn it. Hi, kids. It's Candy Coat and Razor Blades. I'm Bob, and there's a shot for that. And here's my co-host, Alex and Andy. Hi, I'm Alex, and I love when it stands on top of the roof naked and I can look at the daddy dick. Mm. And I'm Andy, and I am actually the new It girl for 2018. Oh my God, I love that. Your calendar was fantastic. Yeah, it really was. I gave, I, I gave great disinterest. Mm-hmm. Great disinterest. I loved your September. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's it. Yeah, you're, you're a really disinterested jungle cat. Yeah, look over there. Look, look, look somewhere completely not here. Look at, that's right. Oh, yeah. Show me that sexy back of your head. Do you see the camera? Look away. Yes, look away. Yes, yes, darling. Yes, the camera just really has Show no interest in you whatsoever. The camera Show your hates angles you. over there. The camera is actually feeling kind of awkward and would like to leave now. I don't know why I'm making this motion. <laughs> the old timey film Yeah. Here, like, let me get out some gold paint. Like, apparently, like, apparently now I am like the wannabe filmmaker in yeah. rent. It's true. Yeah, you have the hand cranky spirit Vaseline on the lens, like RuPaul's Drag Race right. season one. <laughs> the lens flare Just, where you couldn't actually see RuPaul's yeah. face. The special filter when you're like, I think RuPaul put makeup on. Did she? <laughs> God damn it. This week, kids, we are talking about It Follows because we like sex, only not like this movie. So I like Alex, a lot more sex than happens in this movie, well, yeah, honestly. There's that. Oh, yeah. there's, uh, for a movie about a sexually transmitted curse you'd think there'd be more sex tell us why you like this movie alex um i like this movie because of the movie <laughs> i i mean i picked it this week because this was one of my favorite movies that uh, of 2015 when i saw it because it didn't really come out in theaters in here till then and i think it's fantastic i think it's filmed well i think the story is good um, I was really mad at it because I thought it was really sex shamey the first time I saw it, but I loved it so much. It was a very uh, weird feeling. Yeah. It was like when you use that cucumber too much and then you're like, oh, I do need to eat some cucumber, but. Oh. <laughs> Can I dishwash that? Giardia. Mm. What? <laughs> what? Using the cucumber as a masturbation tool. And then needing cucumber for your salad. Oh, why would you use a cucumber as a masturbation tool, though? Maybe you're poor and can't afford the silicone toys? Maybe it's your kink? Maybe you just like food sex. An eggplant was too big. A summer squash wasn't available? An eggplant is never too big for you. You know this. (laughs) I didn't say for me. (laughs) 
You just gotta get rid of those leaves. They can tear shit. I just, <laughs> just because this is an audio medium. Like I want any listeners who want to know. I've spent the last sixty seconds with this sort of silent scream of abject horror on my face. Ah, he did. Kind of like Felisa Rose at the end of Sleepaway Camp. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, like and 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 with and with my penis out. Yeah. Um, Actually, um, there was someone off off mic that was yelling at Andy, going. Oh my God! It's a fruit. <laughs> Andy has the most awkward boner right now. <laughs> God damn it! So sex shaming the movie. Let's go deep. Um, <laughs> okay. Well, how about what about where you guys saw this movie before we just jump into deets? Thank you for trying to finish the podcast already, Bob. No, I know. <laughs> now I I came into this because it, it had been talked about. Um, I. Came it. into I what? <laughs> I, I came into Pumpkin. wanting to see it follows oh. because of the concept and because you know the idea behind it. Um, I watched it like a year ago. You know, caught it. I think it was on Netflix at that point. And that's where I watched it. Yeah, it jumped on Netflix so fast. It was real quick. Still on Netflix. It is. Yeah, yeah. Which no. is where I watched it today. Ta-da! Uh, Netflix kids. And yeah, I I have the most boring story. It's not even a story. Like I, I watched it on Netflix probably like eighteen months ago, and like yeah. I'd heard it was, it was good. there. And it was, yeah. yeah. So the funniest thing is I didn't know the plot when I saw it. I only saw the trailer, which um, if you ever, anyone finds this trailer, it was just the fantastic score over like pictures of people walking and like people running. Ah. And that was about the entirety of the trailer. He, he calls the score fantastic. And I'm like, this is like less emo electronica than fucking Vangelis. Are you kidding? I bought the album of just oh the score and I've listened to this like a lot. No, I love the score. Really good. Also, I'm not sure where you combine emo and Vangelis. That's not, those are not two things. I just don't know what emo electronica sounds like. Is that when it's like the beeps are half-hearted? Like, <laughs> burr, burr, burr. <laughs> I don't, yeah. I, I don't think I, words mean things. They're, so it's like you hear a beat, boom, 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 and then in the background someone's going, "I just want to like drink pumpkin beer and hate my parents." <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Yeah, that's that's echno, uh, tech, echno, echno. Oh, echno. That's emo electronica. Echno. There we go. Echno. Yeah. <laughs> it's also it's also my Ghostbusters cover band. I'm just saying. Right. We just sing the Ghostbusters theme in different styles. <laughs> Next week is avant-garde jazz. We're going to get Bus Driver. Yay. <laughs> and by Bus Driver, I mean Robert England, of course, from last week. <laughs> so, oh, my God. Um, <laughs> I'll be okay. I, so, I, I... No, it hurts me, too. It's okay. <laughs> but does it follow? Uh, no. I don't think that's the real question. The real question is, does it swallow? That that is in fact the question that we should be answering. No, I don't think it does oral, so I don't think it has to worry True. about that. I mean, we only saw it the once. Also, I don't know if going down on a woman requires swallowing. I mean, there's fluids down there. I mean, duh, but I don't understand if they're like inside of you at some. I don't get it. There's fluids inside yeah. of my car too. I don't swallow those. It's true. <laughs> Tongue on orifice. Orifice emits fluid. Fluid goes in mouth. You swallow. It's a thing. Because you've went down on a lot of women in your life? No, but I'm pretty sure that's how it works. And that's the miracle of childbirth. <laughs> the miracle of cunnilingus. That's how butt baby bonanza start right there. <clears throat> butt baby bonanza. When daddy and other daddy love each other very much. <laughs> oh, God, oh. Not just, give me the fucking details. God damn it, Kyle. 
director and writer and writer directed and writered by David Robert Mitchell, um, starring Maka Monroe, Keir Gilchrist, Olivia Lucardi, Lily Seppi, Bailey Spry, Charlotte Phillips, and other people that I've never heard. <laughs> never heard of all any of these people. Naked people. So I've never heard of any of them um, either. Keir Gilchrist, I know from the United States of Terra. Which okay. is a fantastic Showtime show with um, what's her face that I love. Oh yeah, I know um, who you're talking about. She was in um, Krampus, the mom yes. in Krampus. Yes. Oh, oh, that's right. And she had a she had that she had that great. She's in Heredity. Her isn't she? Hereditary. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. I oh, think she, so. She had that marvelous Bangles cover band. It was so good. <laughs> did she really? <laughs> yes. Totally did. I don't know. I really can't. He's lying. That's not a joke. You. <laughs> I, don't know. Oh, okay. I don't know what any of this is. I'm just like, that was maybe, maybe something funny will happen if I say this dumb thing. No, okay. That didn't happen. How am I not finding this show? It should be really easy. Oh, God. Why can't I? What else has this motherfucker been in? Tony Collette. Thank you. Tony Collette. Woo! Yes, she is a Which, fact, wonderful. Idea. By the way, I have a, I, I think I sold it, but I have this horrible movie with her in it where it was a father and son and the mother dies and then the father and son have sex, which is real awkward. And then they just start um, gathering women into their lives to do random things. And Tony Collette plays a nun who ends up leaving the monastery, the monastery, the Abbey, the nunnery, yeah, any of these things, um, and becoming their like sex slave, and it includes lots of weird nudity with Tony Collette like half in a habit, and then her tits out and her vag out. It is such a weird movie. It's not even made anymore. It's called like Eight and a Half Women, but it's not Fellini. Right. Yeah, it's so weird. But it totally sounds like something Andy would watch for fun. I, it was very interesting. <laughs> it does sound suspiciously like something that Andy might be Googling. <laughs> yeah, no, I, he totally should. I, I may have gotten the title wrong, but I'm fairly close. No, fuck. Well, you're saved by the fact that this laptop wireless card is bitched out. Uh, so, yeah, but other than her, other than him, he played the son on... United States of Terror. And if you, if you watch that show, which everyone should, yeah. um, because Tony Collette does one of the best portrayals of um, DID that I've seen. Yeah. Um, he's fantastic. He plays like her gay son, but it's, it's everyone has already accepted his gayness. So right. it's not really about him coming out. It's about him just kind of being gay. Right. So it's uh, it, DID for <clears throat> those who are unaware, dissociative identity disorder. Yes. That is, that is legit what it is. Yeah. Um, and no one else. I tried to look these people up to see what else they've been in, and they have been in other movies. But it's nothing we've ever actually heard of. Nothing I've ever found that was worthwhile. Even the director, who I'm sad, hasn't really done anything. Wow. Oh, um, the lead character was in The New Independence Day. Yeah, yeah, but yeah which I didn't watch. Because apparently Tony Collette has a music career. There you go. Does, yeah, I think. Yeah, I don't think that. it is actually a Bengals cover band, but she does have she does have a music. Career and she was in, in the Australia. the Fright Club remake, which is I think the one Fright of the Fright Night remake. Yes, Fright yeah. Night. Fright Club is the thing here. Fright Night remake, which is one of my favorite remakes of the past like ten years. I didn't. I didn't have a problem with the Fright Night remake. I yeah. didn't necessarily, you know, ooh, ah, love it, but it was it was not bad. I mean, for what the original was, which is still a good movie, but it's right. campy. And, the original is campy and silly, and I'm down with that. Yeah, and I liked the remake. I liked Colin Farrell in it, too. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> he, he, he played it very extra super heterosexual, as opposed to Chris Sarandon 
in the oh, first yeah. one. Who's just like all gay all the time. What I love about the original is Chris Rand like, well, I just kept eating fruit because I figured by I was a vampire descended from fruit bats. <laughs> and I'm like, what? what? That's a weird jump you just made, motherfucker. It, it is. But, you know, I kind of wonder what happened to his career. Unlike Evil Ed, who went and did porn. He went and he so went into much porn. porn. Yeah. Oh. Eight seven six evil. Right. And then porn. Right. And then he came back to kind of sort of do indie horror a little bit. Really? Yeah. I haven't seen any of that. Part of few, I'll, I'll, I'll have to look him up. I don't like don't Okay. My, phone. my phone's on the charger, so I can't. So this is one of the best synopses I've gotten um, mm-hmm. from Wikipedia. Okay. Yeah, I wholesale stole it because it is short and sweet. Very short. And it will allow us to talk about the movie without being with me detailing every moment. Yeah. Right. Well, the, the fun thing about <clears throat> this movie is this is kind of a spoiler-proof movie. Mm. Like, it you, is, can, yeah. you can know exactly what happens. It doesn't matter because there's, there's no twists. There's nothing really no, surprising in this no, movie. No, yeah. It the is the super jur- straightforward. It is the journey. Uh, legit it absolutely mm. is and actually it's even it even goes a step beyond that that like the movie is specifically about inevitability yeah mm-hmm. so like like even if you haven't seen the movie yet you could probably hang because you know spoilers just does, do not matter for this no movie. yeah you will have just as good of a time before or after you know the plot right and what I the thing I love about the movie is and we can get into more detail is that it's based on a dream the director had for years. That makes sense. Like he had a nightmare where someone was following him for years. And so he made this movie and it's set up to feel like a dream throughout. Right. Like they, they make a lot of conscious choices to make it the era impossible to determine mm-hmm. the setting impossible to determine. They appear to be in like Detroit, but also not. Well, um, they specifically talk about eight miles. Yeah, so they're actually Because they Detroit. go to Detroit. Right? They're in a suburb of Detroit. Yeah, yeah, but they also go out of their way to, like, travel to weird places that shouldn't yeah. necessarily be as connected. Or, like, to, a small yeah. town near... Because I've got to admit, like, the when she goes over to, like, cute boy's house or whatever, the address is, like, 37,000. Like, if your address is 37,000... I'm not sure you actually live on planet Earth anymore. That's, like, yeah. a big... That's, like, a long a way. Long oh, um... Yeah. I know this because of my job. There are places where the addresses start in the hundred thousands for some reason. We don't talk about those places. Like in Texas, there are whole like towns where every address starts at like eleven forty, and then just keeps going up. That's because Texas is like, oh, it's just a short drive. Three hours later, driving around Dallas is, and and even just getting through Texas to Dallas, yeah, is a fucking chore. No, I don't yeah. know how anybody can live there. No, that's kind of all. like when you really understand how large LA is and you're like, right. there is so much traffic and there are so many times when to go anywhere I need to drive for 40 minutes. Uh-huh. I'm like, I don't get this life. I don't. Mm. I don't. Which is why I'm I'm <clears throat> relatively happy staying in Columbus, Ohio, where we don't deal with that. Yeah, which is always why I felt like I would do well in New York because everything is even more crunched. Right. But it's <laughs> crunched together so you can actually walk places. Damn, wait. I don't like movement. Maybe I shouldn't. But but, but if you don't want to walk, <laughs> there's the train. So you just stand there and hold onto a handle. I wonder if I can get like a motorized cart. I'm right. a horrible person. Okay. Actually, <laughs> they probably have like a like a, a Sherpa guide sharing system. Like probably. you just like go to a kiosk and swipe your credit card. Yeah, instead of like car it's to go, and this, and this little it's like wizened, Sherpa to go, and it's this little wizened dude, wizened dude in like a blue parka, like kind of like daughters <laughs> out, and like takes you where you're going. Depends on what part of Holds town. Bag for sometimes, you. sometimes you know, it's he's Puerto Rican. Sometimes he's Chinese. Sometimes he's real white. They're like, oh. we're going to Chelsea, bitch. Let's go. <laughs> 
Christopher Street. And they have like they have like Saint Bernards wandering the city with like barrels full of pumpkin spice latte. I love it. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's totally Chelsea. They have extra UGG boots hidden in their fur. If you right. need one, you just you know just search for it. Right. <laughs> so um, um, we will we will go through. This has about four different paragraphs. They're going to cover a lot, so I'll just get through the one, and then we'll just talk about everything. Sure. Okay. Alrighty. So it starts out with a Detroit college student, Jay. Height goes on a date with her new boyfriend, Hugh. At the movies, Hugh points out a girl whom Jay says he, she cannot see. Afraid, he asks that they leave. On another date, Hugh and Jay have sex in his car, but afterwards, she, he incapacitates her with chloroform. She wakes up tied to a wheelchair. Hugh explains that she will be pursued by an entity that only she can see, which can take the appearance of any person. Although it only moves at a walking pace, it will always know where she is and will constantly be approaching her. If it catches her, it will kill her and then pursue Jay. Moving on to the previous person who passed it on to him. After they see a naked woman walking toward them, Hugh drives Jay home and flees. It dumps her ass, like, just yeah. dumps her ass in the street, too. Yeah, crazy. It's not even... Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, the most important thing that's not in this synopsis to start with is the very opening scene is actually... This bitch, mm-hmm. yeah, bitch, because I love her because right. she ran out of her house in pumps. Yep, <laughs> undies and pumps. Yeah, yeah. She's yeah. wearing like undies. That's like a white white t shirt and pumps. Yeah. And she shimmies. is she yeah. is running her ass off in those. But like watching this yeah. with Paul, he was just like, she's really running in those shoes. I'm like, yeah. oh my god, Paul. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> running she in was, heels actually isn't that difficult. You just have she to was running it. strategically too. It she was. was. It's funny she that was. she's got. She's kind of like. Okay, so I run out the house and I run down the street and like wait for it to come out a little bit, and then I can like pull this little jink and then get around my concerned daddy, get the keys to the car, and get the fuck out of Dodge. Yeah, no, I love that um, whole scene because you hear everyone off screen being you also like, "Don't know Are what's going okay? on." Right. No, yeah, that is legit my favorite opening. Yeah, like I love the way this movie opens with that because this movie has a lot of long unnecessary dialogue yeah. to kind of put you in that dream state, Absolutely. which I actually. Praise the film for. I'm not a very saying charming it's a way of saying that it it, it it does kind of drag a little bit. It's it does it at does times. Drag. It drags, yeah. and I actually like when it drags because when it does, they're literally talking about what's happening in the most esoteric way possible. Yeah. The one character Yara is constantly reading the idiot mm-hmm. and quoting wholesale passages, yeah. even when she's in the college class later on. I need to get one of them little e-readers because I'm cute. Oh, I have a whole story about that. I'm sure this all still exists on the internet, but after this movie came out, mm-hmm. the internet went crazy right. and Reddit made it their mission to find this clamshell e-reader. Right. It was a internet-wide search. No one's ever found it. This right. product does not exist. No one can figure out how it would exist or who would make it or right. why someone would buy it, but everyone wanted it. Right. <laughs> That's pretty much the Reddit I mean, experience. Right yeah. There, <laughs> I mean, in a nutshell, right there, Reddit, boom. Yeah. But it's just, it was very funny to me because I just remember, because I was really interested in the movie and I kept looking at things and it kept coming back to people like, oh, fuck this movie. I don't care about it, but that damn clamshell e reader, I right? need it. Yeah. I'm adorable. surprised that it hasn't been a Kindle model yet. Like, there's right. not like Kindle yeah. clamshell. Oh no, it, it's 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 coming. I get when this is we're talking about the internet community that like fucking lost its mind over Session over McNugget sauce. sauce, right? So, you know, all the cars are old timey. Right. They only watch black and white movies. Yeah. On their very old or TV old cartoons. Yeah. And what I enjoy the other than what's his face's mom, mm-hmm. and obviously the dad. Um, you really never see the parents right. in person. Yeah. You see them once. 
Well, you see the very top of the mom of Jay's mom's eyes, mm-hmm. and you see the back of her head, but you yeah. never see her full face. Right. And you really never have her speak on camera. She speaks off camera to someone on the phone. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So the movie theater scene. Yeah. I think it's the first big scene. It's kind of where the synopsis started. It's. Yeah, it's basically where you first kind of start getting a sense that there's something off with this dude. Yeah. Like when he says he wants to be the little kid. That yep. was my, yeah, that was sort I of the first. start over again. Yeah. yeah. Like he's yep. got his whole life ahead of him. And it's like, wow. And that game that she suggests is also kind of like, what the fuck? I actually kind of like that game. It feels so much. It feels as personality free as everything else that she does. Yeah. Well, it, to me, it feels very dreamlike. I mean, it's an interesting thing. It's it's cute to give a little, you know, oh, this is minor, but it's a little backstory. It's just this thing me and my sisters do, blah, blah, blah. Um, but the, the point of that game seems to be useless to me because if you're surrounded by hundreds of people, how are you going to fucking guess? Like, you get two guesses at that? Fuck you. Fuck you. No. Well, the point isn't really to <laughs> guess correctly. Yeah. It's just to have a conversation. Right. She yeah. she doesn't appear to be very good at dating. Yeah. And <laughs> Hugh obviously just wants to get it in her pants, so he's going to go down with whatever. Oh, yeah, go down. Good. I like yeah. that. I didn't <laughs> mean to do that. Hey. Um, he's just going to go with whatever he get can down, to, to reach down. his goal. Yeah. It's actually Hugh is my least favorite character. Well, yeah. Um, followed closely by uh, Neighbor Boy hmm. for, yeah, for na- very similar reasons. Yeah. Because both of these people pretend to like Jay mm-hmm. and very clearly just do not care enough to remember that she has feelings and emotions. Right. Yeah. I like, um, oh, I realize this, that doesn't follow whatsoever from the thing that you just said. You're fine. You can so, start a topic. But like, um, but like uh, going back to the date, like I really liked when they are having dinner after they have left the theater. Yeah. Um, where they're off center in the frame they're like you know they're to and like the camera is like really focused on the space out the window behind her yes mm-hmm. yep. and there's nothing there but that basically primes you to keep looking through the window behind yeah. her yes. there's a lot of those shots yeah and movie. there's actually i mean and obviously well there is something there she just can't see it yet and it's not after her yet right spoiler yeah i what i love but that kind of stuff is the kind of the thing that usually really makes me happy yeah, no, the camera work in this is, I think, fantastic. I loved the moment of that girl back there mm-hmm. in the yellow dress, and she can't yeah. see it. Yeah. And I, the very first time I saw this movie, that did not register with me at all. I just thought he was a weirdo. Yeah. yeah. I really well, was just like, he's weird. Yeah. Right. I, 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 I caught it. I caught that that's kind of what he was going for. It's like, okay, so he's pointing out something she can't see. Obviously, something is wrong. Yeah. It's not necessarily that he's weird or he's hallucinating. Something is off, though. Yeah. And I caught it. No, and they run. And then, of course, we get to the famous scene. The very next big moment is going to be the sex in the car. Right. Consensual. Yeah, it is consensual sex. And then the non-consensual chloroform. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> and yeah. what I love is, again... I love that he's able, first of all, he's able to lay hands on chloroform. That's impressive. Yeah. Is it hard to buy chloroform? I've never tried. Generally, yeah. Okay. It's a I've, chemical. I've and never it's something that's shit. monitored, so... Is it monitored? Yeah. Oh, I know. I, I because assume you, because it you actually had it a purpose. Specifically, this, this reason. Chloroform yeah. is an anesthetic. Is that what it is? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I never knew what it was really used for. Uh, no, honestly, if, if I works. had it, if I was able to get it readily, like every time I went into a restaurant and there'd be like a kid screaming and just be like, <laughs> yeah. and that's horrible. Bringing toddlers to a restaurant is horrible. I will say that the chloroform scene was incredibly realistic because it does take that 
you know, 30 seconds to a minute for, t- for it to actually hit. And oh, yeah. realistic, I mean, arousing. <laughs> I, I actually... You stop kink-shaming me. <laughs> I really... <laughs> I actually, just, it felt very transfiguration-y. Like, like no, that's, that's probably, I think, how chloroform works. Yeah, I didn't like Twilight. That's not how... That's not really how chloroform... It's not believable. <laughs> it's not realistic. <laughs> it's not a one-hit oh, kill chloroform universe. Oh, my God. I love it. Um, you know what I love about that scene is just the angle of her just staring down, yeah. and then the angle of into the car where he's been in, in the trunk, and then he just kind of slips up behind her. Right. You yeah. see him put something down on the floor. Yeah, no, he is. Yeah, so creepy. Also, I think it's hilarious that them having sex in the car is the like selling image of the movie. Yeah, it's also anytime. I was like, wait, where is this again? Oh, yeah, they fucked in a car in front of an abandoned hospital. Detroit! Hey! I know. <laughs> that is yeah. such a Detroit thing to do, to have sex in a, in a vintage American-made automobile. Yeah, I uh, I love... it shows a strange angle. That's not an angle that I would ever choose to have right. sex in a car. I, yeah. I assume it's a straight person thing, like where the vagina is on the body kind of I mean, of because I you know, know. they can face forward comfortably, really. Uh, face, you know, face each other. Come yeah, they, a woman doesn't have to bend her back to be just facing. Lie down, lie right. down on the motherfucking back seat. It's true. It was a huge back seat. They she very was easily, lying yeah. on it later. Yeah, she, they could have been actually where she was laying when she gets yeah. chloroformed would be a fantastic position. Right? That would have been my chosen position in that uh, car. And Jay, right. Jay is her name. Jay. Her name is Jay. Yeah. yeah. Jay is a really unsophisticated girl, and for, yes. we know this for several reasons. First off, because she's blonde and she wears pink. Why is that a bad thing? Because it just doesn't go with her color. Seriously. Blonde women who wear... No, no. No, pink goes very well with blonde. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. You look like a shitty morning newscaster. But also, like, she has her first sexual experience with a boy that she barely knows in Mm -hmm. the backseat of a car. And then she immediately, like, rolls over and starts talking about her dreams and her feelings and shit. And I'm like... Where do you see this going? I'm like, oh, honey. (laughs) Yeah. You read all the Stephanie Meyer, didn't you? No, yeah. She... She did. She is the epitome of... So, the biggest impetus of this movie is dealing with the fact that we're either sex shaming... Because right. every person who has sex in this movie gets horrible consequences forced onto yeah, them. Yeah, it really is. Or we're dealing with the fact that sex is about the loss of innocence, and she has nothing but. Right. Yeah. I think it's... it's just, she's just like, I'm going to spend my summer floating in the pool. She's just completely unprepared for all of this. She really yeah. is. Like, she's not, pre- she's not prepared for any of the consequences, good, bad, or indifferent, of sex. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, or, or potentially life in general. And neither is, you know, neither is Paul. Not... Your Paul, but the kid Paul in the movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Gilchrist. Right. So, like, it's it's just... I think it's actually kind of, like, almost carries on that sort of what you were saying about Elm Street, where it is kids pretending to be adults. Yes. And they're not adults. They're not grown up enough. Which is weird, because Jay is a college student. She's over 18. She is over the legal age at which you can give consent to have sex with an an adult man. Yeah. yeah. And she is not even remotely mature enough to handle any of this shit. Oh, no. You know, it definitely feels like... Hence, blonde hair, pink dress. Oh, my God. So moving from the car scene, we get to the, the big exposition, right. right? Which is the most exposition that ever happens in this movie. This mm-hmm. is a non-exposition movie. Yeah. Um, with her, I love the camera work, the shake when um, she's trying to move. Well, because the, the, the camera is basically attached, attached to the wheelchair. Yeah. 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 Love it. That that actually was kind of genius. Yeah. That was so. That was. There's a lot of good choices. It's kind of an update on that Darren Aronofsky snorry cam kind of shit. Yes. Which yeah. is pretty good. Yeah. But it it gives you you know that that feeling of okay. 
oh shit, I've just made a very adult decision and now I get to pay consequences. Yeah, but yeah. it's like the very immediate consequences. Yeah. Usually people at least have a couple weeks before their first missed period. Usually. Yeah. Or, you know, at least a week before symptoms show. Yeah, something. Yeah. Before she starts glowing. You're glowing, Jay. Yeah. Oh, that's my new STD, pregnancy. Um, <laughs> it's the worst STD. It's an 18-year commitment. Um, and life. It, no, after they're 18, you could not pay attention you if you could. wanted to. <laughs> you don't have to be involved at that point. Right. But um, as, as shown by the parents in this film. Yes. Oh, those parents. just. Oh, the kids are just living here and eating our food. Oh, yeah. It's fine. Eating and watching our TV and inviting their friends over to spend the night and sleep on the couch whenever they want. Right. Drinking on the porch and playing some card game that I don't know what Old Maid. Old Maid. Oh, and it was on purpose. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because they were the just one be- is just going to die an old maid. They were being super goddamn childish about the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I did, I did my job. I gave birth to you. My butt hasn't been the same since. <laughs> Run over in the corner. Don't make no noise. I used to be tight. Now I'm a fist in bottom. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, but that whole scene with the woman walking, I there's a I couple could keep of keep t- a whole Chipotle burrito up there. Oh my God, some Sorry. big eggplants. Oh um, that's 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 when you just get a pumpkin, the small pumpkins. Um, <laughs> Got a butternut squash up there. Oh, that I, might I mean, use but it. how are you gonna get that out? It's just not even. Everything to- comes out if you try hard enough, <laughs> or surgery. Well, yeah. yeah. Because for some reason, straight people like to put light bulbs up their ass. Why? That is one of the number one things ER doctors will tell you that they find up people's ass is light bulbs. Well, I'll tell right. you, I, I, I think I've you actually... once that bulb piece, it's just going to go right up the... No, once well, you put a light bulb in, it cannot come out. Right. Here's the thing. I think it's actually, it is actually an accidental thing, and I think I've even figured out how it works. <laughs> Because this is what, well, well, no, here, what happens Adult is. Adult choices, children. That's the theme of this show. What happens is, what happens is, like, someone gets way, way into rimming. And while they're in the process of rimming, the person doing the rimming has a really, really good idea. <laughs> and it gets, like, stuck, and it just gets stuck. Oh, my God. <laughs> and that's all. As a person who has a strong passion for rimming, I promise you, I've yet to experience this. Maybe I just don't the, think the well, I instant, do. I don't hang out with really smart people that want to rim me. I no, guess. seriously. Yeah. <laughs> like, one minute you're rimming, the next minute you're like, oh my God, the cure for cancer. Oh, shit. I thought about the cure for Damn, Damn it. I'm sorry, I'm sorry to go Tony. To ER. You're going to have to go to the ER. Oh, Jesus. That one person who uses like mindfulness meditation when they, they rim. Right. <laughs> Yeah. I just, this is my vipassana rimming technique. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just sure and that reminds me. You've seen you have seen short shit. bus, yes, yes. Okay, yes. Short where bus uh, fun. where uh, the dude is literally screaming our nation's uh, national anthem into somebody else's asshole. I know that always reminds me of my favorite Judy Garland story yeah. when she which, was singing the Star Spangled Banner into somebody's asshole. No, <laughs> when she was um, in a relationship Stop. with. You're not wrong, but you're not quite right. <laughs> so when she was um, screwing around with the director of uh, Wizard of Oz, and then she had an idea, and that's how, yeah, and that's how, uh, that's how Cary Grant went to the hospital with a light yeah. bulb in his ass. No, when she used to do that, he used to come in her mouth and request <laughs> that she sing somewhere over the rainbow no! while keeping the cum in her mouth because he just liked to hear that beautiful song over top of his cum. And she wrote this in her autobiography. Like, she revealed this story to the world. Judy Garland was a kinky bitch. I know. I love her. (laughs) Well, now we know why she had such a thing about wire hangers. (laughs) 
That was not her. I don't care. Joan Crawford. Don't care. Still funny. Let's fade down away. It's fine. I love her. I love her too. But now now we know why Liza Minnelli marries gay men. Uh, No, that's because she was born. Is that? Liza Minnelli. I just, Uh, I love Liza with a Z, but if there was anyone who was attracted to, to gay men. I love her, but she crazy. I just can imagine a whole generation of gay men who are like, I could date Liza. I could make that work. It's yes. it'd be fine. No. You know? As long as she keeps her hair short, it's great. Yeah. As somebody as somebody who is kind of dating within that generation, like you can kind of like see the little dotted lines going. If you like so next time you're at a gathering, at an intergenerational gathering, like put on cabaret. Uh, and like, and all the, like the dotted lines from their eyes to the TV, it'll like it, it'll look like lasers. Catherine Zeta Jones will have to like come in and like sneak around them <laughs> to get to the artwork on the walls. Yeah, Sean Connery will be commissioned. Kid, join it. me. We're going snorkeling in peanut butter. It'll be fabulous. Oh my god! I just like, oh Liza. What so, good is sitting alone in your room? No, no good at all. Um, Which is apparently what Jay wants to do. The only big thing to talk like about is. Dropping her off the oh, way he did. Oh, God. Rude yeah. as fuck. <laughs> I just, Rude as fuck. He just like, dumps her on the road. My work here is done. Whee! Which is the... so I got mine. You get yours. When I was researching this, a lot of people have spent too much time. I'm just going to throw that out there. This is tr- the internet. Trying to make this into a rape metaphor. It's really kind of-ish... Yes, it, no. It's like it's Itch. there, but it's not yeah. formed enough because we don't spend – once she accepts the well, STD, yeah. she doesn't feel – and she, the very next scene it's, is her saying, no, it was consensual. Yeah. yeah. But the, was, the, the it, aftermath of it still does feel very sexually assaulty. And yes. it is also very clear that yeah. he did not give her all of the information before she gave consent. Uh-huh. And had she known right. what she was really consenting to, she never would have consented. And right. oh my god, the internet loves to circle jerk about well, that shit. And, and yeah. even if we don't want to circle yeah. jerk about that, which I mean, frankly, it's uh, I see it and it's basically true. Um, no, it's, well, it's, it's not. It's not that it's wrong. It's yeah, just no. the way that the internet goes about it. I, I'm not wrong. saying she wasn't sexually assaulted or this isn't a form of rape. Right. But I don't think this movie is a metaphor. It's not what it's right. going. being that's, a rape. That's, that's not, not. That's not what it's going. For. That's not what the movie is about. It, and, it seems like you know him dumping her off like that is almost just like a really harsh metaphor for oh you just had a one night stand yes it's, over. Yeah. it's it's the worst kind of walk of shame yeah like, she had it she is... had emotional attachment which he clearly did not have right. yeah exactly yeah, he had a purpose and he completed the purpose i actually literally have had that walk of shame when someone has to drive you back home and you're like well i'm done we came can you drive me home now mm-hmm. and you're like oh, i gotta go walk back in my dorm yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. I did that very. I wasn't ever dropped off like this, mind you. It was all by choice usually, but I'm still like, hi everyone. Yeah, yeah no, I'm totally wearing those clothes again. That's yeah. kind. Uh, well, I mean, the last time I did that was you know, harness and a kilt. So that was the fun, <laughs> fun outfit to walk so back it was like to the hotel. Five ten like, minutes ago. This doesn't yeah. even. This almost <laughs> doesn't even register for me. The number of times that I have come bounding up that front walk wearing exactly the same clothes and the same cum that I had on the night before Damn. to do this podcast. <laughs> of course, like. I've run out of digits. We don't even question you anymore. Yeah, but we're at episode, like, what, 51 now? 42. So 42, okay. I was giving us more. Mm-hmm. I'm sure the extra were just times you came in thinking about the podcast. Right. <laughs> I, I like this podcast, but I don't like this podcast on such a level that I'm going to be coming while thinking of it. Yeah. So her being dropped off is absolutely 
yeah. horrific. It really is. It's, it's the rough. Interrupted their oh card God. game too. Right? Like, what the fuck? Who won? Who was the old main? I don't know. We'll never we'll know. Never know. I, know. I know. Obviously, it's Paul. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So the next day, the police cannot find the woman or Hugh, who is living under a false identity. At school, Jay sees an old woman in a hospital gown walking towards her, invisible to others. Jay's older sister Kelly and her friends Paul and Yara agree to help and spend the night in the same house. Paul investigates a smashed kitchen window but sees no one, and Jay sees a disheveled, urinating, half-naked woman walking toward her that is actually supposed to be her sister. Wow. Because there was a quote earlier about her her sister was a cheerleader, Mm, and that was obviously a cheerleader urinating on herself. Donald Trump just got a really inexplicable <laughs> erection. He did, yeah. yeah. You got like a half chubby See, like you, you had earlier. I didn't catch on that I was supposed to it's be It's like a half an inch long. It's fine. Well, it's both. It's the, the concept is that every person is someone that she has a connection to except, in some way. Except like the creepy people. The super tall guy. The yeah. creepy kid. Those people she doesn't. But no, like, the, the creepy kid, because I think I realized on the second watch that the creepy kid who gets at him at the beach is actually the creepy kid who was spying on her ass. Yeah. That's very possible, yeah. yeah. And, but like, and these people are not necessarily dead. No, because it, it's not It's not the first from Buffy. Right. It's it's just it, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But like, so I'm pretty sure that that woman, old woman was probably her grandma. Yeah. That she probably saw die in a hospital. That's why it looks like that. Yes. It's, uh, we can spend time Cause, later cause when like this. everybody seems to be like in a, in a state of like undress. It does. It's, of, all, like, it's very nudity. sexual. It is. The thing is, actually, it's not really particular. It doesn't strike me as being particularly sexual for the most part because, again, it's that it's like disaster nudity, like the sort of thing where you're like wandering around in like an undershirt and your socks, but no shorts or Donald anything. Donald ducking it, huh? Donald ducking it. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Or like or Porky pigging it. Like, you can call like it either was, way. Like there was an earthquake, and I just sort of threw on what was there and ran for it. Like even right. the girl at the beginning of the movie, she she's kind of dressed in that fashion. So uh, to continue, well, we can come back. Um, yeah, no, that's cool. Sorry. Jay runs upstairs to the others who cannot see the entity when a tall man with no eyes enters the bedroom. Jay flees the house down the terrace um, where the neighbor Greg, who appears to have been on a date, um, sees and follows her around with her friends where she goes to um, just a park and kind of sits and waits to see if it will follow. Um, they then find where Jeff who was Hugh's real name, um, went to high school. They go and find him in Redmond, trace his address, and Jeff explains the entity began pursuing him after a one-night stand and that Jay should just pass it on to someone else because it'll be easy since she's a girl. Mm -hmm. Um, Greg drives the group to his family's lake house and teaches Jay how to shoot a revolver. The entity taking multiple guises attacks Jay on the lakefront. She shoots it, but it quickly recovers. And Jay then flees in Greg's car, but crashes into a cornfield and wakes up in the hospital with a broken arm. Right. So a lot happens. So a we lot have- happens. <laughs> yeah. I just I, I want to talk about Paul Hugh. Her Jeff friend. Hugh. Jeff Hugh. Yes. Jeff Hugh and her friend is Paul. Paul. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So those two, they're both kind of. Examples of toxic masculinity to me. Even what's his face, Greg? Greg yeah. across the street. Greg across the street. All three of them. Every man in this is yeah. not yeah. a good. There are no decent guys in this. Movie. Right. There are no, no um, women with agency, and there are no decent men. Exactly. Yeah. Paul tries to be, but no. he's also like, why? Are, why did you sleep with him and not me? Yeah. Why? Why yeah. can't so, I? So own Paul him? isn't trying to be a decent man. Paul is. Playing the long a game. A nice guy. He is. He's playing He's, the long game. Yeah, he is. He's edging toward incel, and that makes me sad. Yeah. Paul, Jeff Hugh, and then Greg, all three have a hard time interacting 
because they all see each other for the reality that they're all predators. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And it's very clear every time, even like Greg comes over later, Greg, every time Greg talks to Paul or when Greg and Paul talk to Jeff, when you uh-huh. finally meet him, right. everyone, they all have very heated, quick exchanges because it's very yeah. clear that Jay has the golden pussy. Yeah. And everyone needs it. <laughs> I've right. got a golden thick. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I mean, like, Kid Across the Street already had it. Paul wants it. Jeff had it and wants to get rid of it. Yeah, like, everyone, and everything revolves around, you know, her being the magical golden pussy. Right. You know, this whole storyline. It's, it's, and it's sad because in this whole time, she never makes conscious choices except to keep running mm-hmm. in the worst possible way. Right. She puts herself in a bad position every time and then has to escape and just keeps kind of going back to try to ignore it. Right. Whereas all the men keep making decisions for her, yeah. not necessarily for her benefit, but more for their goal. Exactly. And yeah. it, it's, it is, it's rough. It, it, you know, it's, this movie has a lot to say about like people who just don't have a level of maturity, mm-hmm. but have to live in an adult world. I love that, you know, Greg was obviously on a date. Mm-hmm. And immediately cuts out on his date to go run after her. Yeah. yeah. Like, he's been waiting for that. Mm-hmm. Again, she's got the golden pussy. She's got the golden <laughs> pussy. Seriously. Oh, um, th- this whole section, you know, they're going to go see oh, Jeff. Section. Jeff. <laughs> Jeff. Th- my favorite joke oh, in the God. movie that I remember laughing hysterically about was when that weird girl in the soccer outfit was walking and Jeff is like having a conniption like do you, do you see that girl and right. everyone's like yeah yeah, yeah we, we totally can she's right there and she's just like walking behind them right because they still don't believe she's like what yeah and Greg never will right he won't well, he, he flat out lies about yeah. it that, and that's that's in the next section and I have a whole problem mm-hmm. with him yeah, um, yeah so love the photography I like the road trip feel yeah and I enjoy from a purely just narrative perspective watching Greg's long game versus Paul's long game. Like we're going to go to this special place where my dad always took me. That's really special to me. And we'll go there. And it's very beachy. And And then Paul's like, let me show you my Pokemon. Exactly. And it's, I love the moment with the hair. Like it pulls up her Uh hair. That bitch was dumb. I feel like I remember being in the theater being like, bitch, why would you, I spent, a childhood terrified of everything. You do not sit with your back to the obviously open path. Yeah. Right? You sit with your back to the ocean. Right, because it's not going to come from the water. No, because you didn't cross the water. Right. Yeah. That, yeah. So if you did, then you sit with your back to the ocean. Right. Or you sit up against the freaking shed so you can see all angles. Like, yep. there are so many better choices than she's just sitting in the middle, back turned to the only walkway in. Yep. She dumb. She dumb. She's not. She makes no intelligence. This is also the first moment when you see that the entity or it mm-hmm. makes conscious choices. Yeah. Because it smashes through mm-hmm. the door in the shed and then waits. Mm-hmm. And it's the very first time. And of course, later on, it makes some serious conscious choices. Of course. Um, yeah. But it's the very first time you kind of wonder, you know, if your personal reading of this movie is this some like witch's curse mm-hmm. that was put on some x sometime and it just fucked its way up to jay <laughs> or is this a malicious entity yeah. that is doing this on purpose and kind of gets to pick and choose right because that's the very first moment when there is questionable um kind of time frames yeah it's yeah it's odd 
I, think I, I can't even say. I think because I think the, the question of like, what is it apart from that delightful Faith No More song um, <laughs> um, is almost missing the point to me just because I think of like and a lot of the, the discussion on the internet has has gone around by, well, you just go and have sex with a prostitute and she can go get have sex with somebody else or fly around the world and then have sex with somebody there. And like, you know, why not just go there and they can't catch up with you and all of that. And I'm like, you're missing the point. Yeah. yeah no, the, the point is that this is, this is a thing. It doesn't have to hurry to get you. No, nope, it's nope. going to get you. It yeah. is, it is inevitable. Yeah. It is your mortality walking at you. It's going yeah. to get you. And it has no stake in if you die first. Right. Right. Like if you if you die, if you live it out, that's fine. Yeah. You'll just move on. Mm-hmm. So like you could actually, I mean, if you read this movie in whatever sort of literary criticism bullshit way you want, it could be the specter of death. It could be yeah. whatever. Adulthood. Like, but like. It's Dumbledore, obviously. Yeah. yeah. So like all of these, all of these moves that it busts are basically almost feel they feel to me like responses to them trying to trying to logic their way out of a mm-hmm. situation that you can't logic your way right. out of. Yeah. Like they're trying to bargain with death and shit. And that mm-hmm. doesn't, that's not how it works. Yes. And I, and I, get, I mean, on, on a much more subtle level than say final destination, yeah. where they're just trying to actively out, outsmart death. Well, and, and in that, so death has a goal. Yeah. This entity doesn't necessarily have a goal as much as just a unrelenting yeah. force. Yeah. It's just going to keep doing. Mm-hmm. It really doesn't matter what it's doing. And, and it's interesting that it's, you know, sex is the uh, a cause of death. Because obviously you can read in the AIDS metaphor there. Yeah. But, you, but it's such a, because you had sex, you will now have to face this inevitability very directly. Right. Yeah. Whereas if you didn't and you kept your innocence you don't even see it coming exactly it means nothing to you um because and it's what's funny to me and we never see it in this movie and i have no real interest i mean i have a slight interest because i'm a continuity whore but Mm -hmm. i have no real interest in figuring it out i don't need an answer i like the movie for what it is but it's one of those things where i almost just wonder in a different version of this movie if it really had shown up with Jeff and Jay mm-hmm. right next to each other if it mattered who it got. Probably not. Like, if it really... Because up until this point, it just has a singular purpose, and the moment it pauses after breaking through the door, mm-hmm. it has a conscious decision. Yeah. And it can make conscious choices. And we see it a lot more when it's, when it's standing on the roof for yeah. no reason and just yeah. freaking her out mm-hmm. and just being very clear about the fact that I could have got you. Yeah. And I didn't. At any time. Yeah, yeah. Like I chose to stop. And mm-hmm. there's a, and from here on out, there are a couple moments when you really get to see it walk faster. Yeah. You get to see it walk slower. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, when we get to the big confrontation, it makes a lot of conscious choices. Yeah. That you're like, shit, this thing can, this thing has some kind of yeah. decisive consciousness. Well, uh, and actually, um, Dickhead actually even said way Which back one? at the beginning, and when he had Jay, <laughs> when he had Jay tied up to the wheelchair, yeah, that guy, yeah, mm-hmm. um, Hugh Jeffman. Um, <laughs> when Hugh Jeffman has her tied up in the wheelchair, and the thing that he actually tells her is, it's slow, but it's not stupid. He tells he's right. he, yes, he explicitly says it's not dumb. Yeah, um, and but even even sex. trying to like explain to her like the rules of how this works, it, it was literally self preservation. Yeah, it was more about the longer you stay alive, the better chance I have. Yeah, right. Which is interesting because even if you pass it on, you're never really rid of it. 
No. No. You can pass that shit on, but you're always going to be looking for it to come back. And you even see that when Hugh Jeffman, yeah, is <laughs> freaking out because, like, yeah, the, the soccer girl that we're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's still, he has to be on guard for the rest of his life because right. at any moment, that person walking toward him could be the entity. Yeah, right. And, and this could very, very clearly play into an AIDS metaphor. Um, I guess I will jump on the HIV train for just a second. Not yeah. very long. Um, because toot, toot. I, yeah. Because I think what's uh, interesting about that is it plays back into that sort of inevitability kind of thing. It's that this will be with you for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and not only will it be with them for the rest of their life, but it's also kind of like, this is almost certainly like the best you can hope for. This is how you're going to die. Yeah. Um, and to have that picture of kind of what your death might look like mm-hmm. and not know when it's going to be next week, next month, next year, next decade, but it's going to happen. Yeah. Um, that is, uh, it's familiar, but also it also kind of plays a little bit again toward that loss of innocence that we were talking about, because that's when, that's when you stop being a kid yeah. is when you become fully aware of the fact of your mortality and you fully internalize that. Yeah. Right. Um, I mean, even though HIV is not the death sentence it once was, which is where I'm not firmly on board with the HIV metaphor in the movie. Well, could, um, but HIV not being a death sentence just means in the, in the, the, the language of this movie that you've passed it on to someone else. Yeah. So you're not actively in danger of dying from it at any point you can imagine in the coming years, but at any point it could show itself back up. Yeah. And if it does, there's no reason to think you're going to get to fuck someone and pass it on again. Right. Right. And you it's, know, to shorthand it, to shorthand it so that we can avoid the part where the metaphor breaks down. Right. Yeah. Um, your life becomes really complicated mm-hmm. from this moment on. Yeah, exactly. Um, if you are in the universe of this movie, your life is really complicated. Uh, you are structuring your life around what happens if I have to disappear real fucking fast. Right. Same kind of thing with HIV. Like, it, just life gets really complicated. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm not going into that because it's boring. But it's, uh, well, it's not boring to me, but it'd be boring for anybody listening. On that level, it's definitely one-to-one. I don't yeah. want to go much deeper than that. No, yeah, that's, of course. That's, it's, uh, um, I think the, the funniest thing I learned from the millions of pieces of trivia from this movie that I could never have hoped to remember <laughs> is when they go to Hugh's house, Hugh's mm-hmm. house that he was squatting in, renting, mm-hmm. I can't know, I don't know. Yeah. He seems like he could be rich, so he could have right. rented it, um, is a very particular design style that was from the 1890s to the 1930s. Mm-hmm. And the purpose of the design style was that if you walked in the room, into a, any room, you could take a straight line and walk through every other room in the house without ever having to change your trajectory. Hmm, Of course, your line would be a little curved, so it won't be perfectly straight. You know, it's your byline. Right. Um, Maybe pan line for some of our (laughs) listeners. However you like it. Um, So it's a little curved, but you could escape from any room at any time. Yeah. Because no matter where you are, there is a straight line from going either way Mm -hmm. for you to get away. Right. Right. I love... The amount of effort that was put into making this movie, right? Getting these cars, getting these sets, getting, uh, picking a house that had this per- very particular design style that is not made mm-hmm. anymore, right? That you would clearly have thought about if you really were putting in so much effort, you would have thought, hey, I can probably not that he knew this design style and searched for it, but when right. he saw it, he fi- he realized what it was and he jumped on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's the kind of thing that just, to me, makes this movie the the experience that I love of it. 
Yeah. Is those decisions almost more than the plot, which I see all of the plot issues and the character issues. Yeah. But these yeah. choices may give me this world so much reality. And it's also funny to me because I don't feel like Jay, having had to live with this, could have made these choices. Probably not, I don't no. think I don't think Hugh picked a good person. No. No, he did not. Because I don't think she could ever have looked at a house and really thought about her escape. When you look at how much effort was put into with like you know, holes you could pop through the wall and escape through yeah. with mm-hmm. all the bottles and cans on every window in case it threw a, a brick through, you would know immediately, mm-hmm. you know. She, she would have to go seriously Devon Sawa in yeah. Final Destination. And, and, and yeah. he just, obviously, you, we don't know how long he lived with it. We don't right. know, you know, how old he is or anything about him because mm-hmm. he never appears again. Right. right. We met him. He gives his second piece of exp- exposition. He is purely a character Well, they do say he's 21. But we don't know if he had a one-night stand when he was 13. Hmm. I mean, I have a friend who had lost her virginity at 10 on a bus. I mean, that right. could have been Jeff and been dealing with this for 11 years. Right. So we don't know anything about his life beyond yeah. that he had a one-night stand. He's been dealing with this. And he's potentially very intelligent. Yeah. Because he thought through a lot of stuff and he manipulated her very well. He I did. would actually he omit did. the potentially. I think he's actually pretty intelligent. Okay. I mean, I just... I wouldn't call him like genius level, but obviously he's got the kind of mind that can plan that kind of shit. Yeah. yeah. And... And and pull it off because mm-hmm. it goes off more or less without a hit. And, and yeah. he did tell her, uh, along with you know, it's slow but not dumb. You know, don't go anywhere with only one exit. Yeah, and yeah. she actually does. That is the only thing she's good about. Is she is very good about finding an exit. She's a fantastic little escape bitch. Right. Like she would be really good at one of those escape room things, mm-hmm. which I'm so bad at. But those escape room things are more about just like solving the puzzle and then they let you out. Exactly, right? yeah. But I feel like yeah. she'd be good at that, just like finding the one obvious answer. <laughs> just, like they, they put her in the escape room. You have 60 seconds to solve my puzzle. And she'd be like, okay, you guys, I found another door. And they're like, wait, that wasn't there five minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I'm okay with this. She'd uh, be like, don't let this bitch near my shit. Oh my God, I love it. She's like, actually, this hook isn't really even in my side. I can just take it out. What the <laughs> fuck? I sp- Zap, zap, get the fuck back here. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, but I, I, <laughs> I, 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 you, Zab. Okay, so only two sections left. The last one is real short. Wow. Yeah, I actually might break this one up. Um, so Greg <laughs> has sex with Jay at the hospital as he does not believe the entity exists. Days later, Jay sees the entity in the form of Greg. It smashes a window at Greg's house and enters. She tries to warn the real Greg on the telephone, but he does not answer. She runs into the house and finds the entity in the form of Greg's half-naked mother with her titty out. Knocking on the door, it jumps Greg and fucks him to death. Yep. Uh, Jay flees by car and spends the night outdoors on a beach. Jay sees three young men on a boat. She undresses and walks into the water. Cut to home. Jay refuses Paul's offer of sex. The group plans to kill the entity by luring it into a swimming pool and dropping electrical devices into the water. Worst plan ever. Um, Jay, waiting in the pool, spots the entity and realizes it has taken the appearance of her father. It throws the device at her, the devices at her, firing at an invisible target. Paul accidentally wounds Yara, but shoots the entity in the head, causing it to fall into the pool. As it pulls Jay underwater, Paul shoots it again, and Jay escapes. Paul asks Jay if the entity is dead, and Jay approaches the pool and sees it filling with blood. That is so fucking Scooby Gang. It's it so Buffy really the Vampire is. Slayer. Oh, and it's, it's so very... t- and even when I watched it the first time, I'm, yeah. I'm going to wait to get there. So yeah. Greg, fucking asshole, right? Yeah, lies his ass off about believing her. Mm-hmm. Clearly yeah. doesn't. Right. Fucks her 
and then is immediately just flirting with other people and ready to move on. Yep. Yep. And I just want to be like, oh. And at that point, I don't think she should have cared anymore. But, well, but if, if he doesn't pass it on, it comes back to her. So right. she has to warn him She to does run. have to kind of. Um, mm-hmm. But, and I just, that, and again, we get to see Paul's inner, you know, fucktard yeah. fight Greg when he comes over and he's like, oh, can I see her? No, dude. She's still like super yeah. <laughs> depressed from all of this shit that's been happening. Right. She's locked herself in a room. She doesn't want to talk to anybody. Yeah, like, obviously, that's why we're outside. Like, she yeah. talk to us first. Thank you. Yeah, because yeah, um, we matter and you don't. Yeah. And then his mother with her titty hanging out. Ugh, that's the calm tit. Yeah. That's the other the, one's just waving in the air. I know. And <laughs> Righty tidy, lefty Lucy. And it's, it's crazy. So when you think about what's her face with the red heels from the beginning of the movie and how she was dead. Yeah. You can just imagine what was the entity doing, like just pushing on her leg until it broke while it fucked her. Right. Like, you know, because we see what it does and it mm-hmm. basically fucks you to death. Yeah. I don't really know why Greg particularly dies. He doesn't seem to like be injured. I'm pretty sure he's just kind of being slowly eaten by the It's vagina. almost like it's like a succubus. Yeah. Or an incubus. Yeah. Because um, it can be either. Draining fluids. And yeah. It's, it's yes. from sex that it's pulling. Yeah. Um, and then. You gotta love that she watches it for a good couple minutes, and mm-hmm. then she runs. Like, yeah. bitch, you don't need to watch him die. Right? You yeah. could have just seen it start and known it was over well, and ran. I, I mean, at that point, you gotta peek. I mean, <laughs> a, a little bit. She, I mean, she's actually just like curiosity may not have killed the cat, but it certainly gave you an idea of what's coming. So <laughs> the pool. I just don't understand. I. Even at that age, I promise you, I would have had enough brain power. And maybe it's just because I am me and there's a level of intellectual maturity that has been my entire existence. Mm-hmm. But I just would never have imagined you could electrocute a pool with a bunch of, like, hair dryers and ovens. Yeah. Right. I just, I have nothing in me at any age. I feel like if I was a five-year-old, I'd be like, that doesn't make sense. No. You're going to short the circuit. It really does. That is the kind of idea that, like, horror movie watching me would have thought up at 14. Yeah. yeah at 14, yes. That, that was, that's a very, that, it's a very no. teenage boy idea. Um, but that's, that's just kind of the stupidity of this idea. Yeah. But it's my favorite moment of it comes in as her dad. Mm-hmm. It freaks her out so much she cannot tell her sister. Uh-huh. Because obviously her dad was abusive. Yeah. Which is one of the things you really get from this, that maybe yeah. these kids are so fucked up because they have had so many abuses in their life where mm-hmm. they lost their childhood and have tried to hold on to what they had. Right. It's a very lost river sort of yeah. thing. Yeah, and, and it's her dad. And this is the number one agency moment when you just see it fucking pick up shit and just throw it. Like, if I can knock you the fuck out, mm-hmm. I can fuck you in the bottom of the pool. I don't care. Right. Like, your being a participant is not important. Exactly. I can't wait to take that line out of context. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm, I'm, I'm actually gonna like this whole pool discussion. I may just cut the whole thing and just keep that one line, and it'll just be that'll be the the cold open. There won't even be any music. <laughs> and now a special message: If I can knock you out, I'll fuck you in the bottom of the pool. <laughs> It's fine. If they've seen the movie, they'll get it. And then, and then, like your email right after that. <laughs> <laughs> that scene, I, this scene, 
I just I love this scene. This scene freaked me out a little bit because it is creepy. I love that they throw the sheet over him. They're mm-hmm. just shooting. Everyone is so bad with guns in this movie. They are. I mean, they're also <laughs> kids and probably not trained to think. I know. They really shouldn't have guns. They really shouldn't. They I'm going to go out on a limb and say have they guns. No. Yeah. Uh, I do this love- is a movie that could only take place in America. Yeah, so I mean that's definitely I like this the you know the pool filling with blood. Yeah, really yeah. makes you wonder. Yeah, things is it about actually it. Done? Like, yeah, what is yeah. it? Why is it the pool filling with blood? Is that? Yeah, and why is it invisible but we can still see that it's bleeding? Or well, only it she. Her? Oh yeah, they did. Because Paul asked her, like, is it dead? So obviously he isn't seeing the pool fill with blood. Yeah, yeah. The only time they saw it was when they threw the the sheet on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it does interact with it was with interacting with her it's hair so or Scooby-Doo. It is. It is. They just can't pull the mask off because it's already too late. It's in the house. No. Right. Um, so I just, I, it's my part of that scene. Old Man Withers? Yeah, it's Old Man Withers. I got my titties out. Oh, my God. Okay. Titties out, but flip-flops on. Right. Diddy out, flip flop on. I'm ready for Com- the beach, Completely naked. Flip-flops. <laughs> <laughs> Go on with the next part or whatever we're talking about. You guys have no <laughs> thoughts on this whole ending I'd act section? I've, had very, I've actually had surprisingly I, is, few thoughts about this movie. I, I thought I'd have more. I mean, the, this section from the time where she has sex with Greg um, to the time where she finally gets deals with the thing in the pool, as it just kind of went by in a blur for me. So along with the actual ending, I'm like, well, I don't, I don't know what's going on. Um, I know that she had sex and now he's dead and now she's got to deal with it again. And, and, but there were the dudes on the boat and if she had sex with the dudes on the boat, why are they here? Oh, maybe the boat crashed. I don't know. Things are going on in my head that shouldn't be. And I'm confused. I'm so pity. All right. The last section is Jane Paul have sex. Afterwards, Paul drives past prostitutes in a seedy part of town. Later, Jay and Paul walk down the street holding hands. In the distant background, someone walks behind them. And you don't Ooh. know if it's it Do, or if it's Does that it's mean the he killed the hooker? No, I'm assuming... I don't imagine he paid for sex. Probably not, no. Yeah. I, I was actually assuming that he was contemplating <laughs> paying to have sex. Like that thing... Well, the internet is... Yeah. yeah. That's, a, that's, again, the very 14-year-old boy idea. Dude, just have sex with a hooker. She'll pass it to somebody else. Yeah. Which, I mean... So, these so, are the so same maybe people. he's trying to be moral? To be fair... These are the same people who make topics. They're like, do you think Freddie could beat Michael Myers? You know, it's like that. It's a very teen boy bullshit I, well, kind of yeah. thing. I, I mean, in all reality, a prostitute is the perfect person to give it to because chances are she'll give it to someone else. And yeah. then even if that person gets caught, she'll probably give it to someone else. Yeah. Right. You know, she's probably going to be the best stopper to getting it back to you. Sure. Exactly. But of course, if that were the truest answer, then this would be a very prostitute related illness. It really yeah. would be. Because every guy would just be able to pay for it. Yeah. Especially yeah. Hugh, yeah. Jeff. Obviously had money. That was a ritzy part of of, uh, Michigan. Mm -hmm. Um, Probably even Indiana or something. (sighs) Sorry. I don't know how far away Indiana is from Detroit or if that's realistic at all, but in my mind. (laughs) You're like, I don't know how far away Indiana is from Michigan. I'm like, yeah, it's it's there. They touch, don't they? Very, very briefly. Yes. Very okay. briefly. I'm not fantastic about that No, I actually had to stop and think. You just see the map in your head? Yeah. The map in my head looks like Ohio, and then if you tell me, if you want to know, like, what touches Ohio, I'm like, states. Yeah. <laughs> Other states touch Ohio? <laughs> if, you, if you ask me what touches Ohio, I'd be like, nothing with self-respect. <laughs> Yet all of us live here. Yeah. So, I rest my case. So the end, you're con- 
not maybe not confused. You're just not fulfilled by the ending. Pretty much. What is it? <laughs> well, I mean, everything from what kind of small dick did it present to you? Yeah. What what would have made this a proper happy ending? <sighs> is it like just like entering in the hole just barely and you just can't get comfortable? Do you need with like it? pretty much? It's like, like, uh, like, it, like pin- it need a, like it needed more lube. A pinky. Like, like, just a little <laughs> like bit of, one, it needs an extender, maybe. Yeah, something like that. It, it just needed more. Oh, it, does it need one of those, and, like, uh, one of those, like, canine sheaths or something? Yeah, that'd be fine. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm... A big knot. Yeah. The, the thing with this movie, and we were talking about this kind of before, I am perfectly down with the concept. Yeah. Perfectly down. That excites me. Um, but no, I... This edges on mumblecore for me. The concept of mumblecore, this feels like that to me. That's why I don't particularly care. Uh, Bob, for I'm it. gonna need you to cite your sources on this. This movie is based on dream logic. Mumblecore is literally the exact opposite. Of I that. understand that. It's, it's, <laughs> I think you're, I think I'm talking, talking about. I'm talking about delivery of lines. I'm talking about presentation. I'm talking about that sort of thing, as opposed to the actual what what mumblecore actually is. It feels. Um, I accept all citation options. Um, if you want to use <laughs> Chicago style or WPA, yeah, anything you want to use. I just, I seriously, I need the full bibliography right now. Because I, I, I'm going by. <laughs> I have, I have never actually watched Mumblecore, so I don't really know. Other than your description of it, you. So I think I, so when I think you point on the podcast, it does not help yeah. the audience. So what I think, what I think you're getting at is, you do not care for the. Pacing of the movie. Correct. Or the delivery, the, the performances that are given because they are fairly flat. Correct. Um, but generally, they, they tend to be a little on the flat side. And those yeah. are actually things right. that I find make the movie hard to watch or hard to rewatch. The first time, it didn't bother me. Yeah. Uh, I, rewatching it this time, it bothered me. I find it hard to recommend for that reason. Yeah. Uh, when I tell people about this movie, I'm like, you may not like it. I love it. But it is, the pacing is rough. Well, it, it's not even that. It's that on an emotional level, Really, the only emotion I get out of anyone is Jay screaming because she can see things, something coming after her. There's, it's these kids are emotional flatlines. It, it, I don't get anything from the movie on that level. Okay, and I think that is something that I struggle with a little bit with it. I mean, I, I get the dream logic thing. I think yeah. I'd have an easier time. It's funny that I'm, I'm actually bitching about this too, considering the shit that I watch, like. I will recommend three fucking Refn movies that are basically exactly that, but he yeah. he just he frames it differently. Yeah. Um, and this like the characters sort of behave according to dream logic, and certain other things behave according to dream logic, but it doesn't quite feel as dreamy as. They didn't, it's not yeah. a full on dream. It's yeah. a right. half dream. Right. But but it's, and so it's that, that, because that, of that half legit. dream, it doesn't gel together. Oh, you see, that, so the funniest thing is. That's literally what I love about this movie. Yeah. But I have a very acceptable love of dream logic. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I, I, as a person who is very open to accepting any movie's continuity, mm-hmm. dream logic is an easy go for me. Like, it yeah. does, I don't fight very hard to see the emotion that's actually behind these actions, mm-hmm. to really understand the mm-hmm. impetus, or when it takes a moment, like when she hits the cornfield for no yeah. reason, of just kind of seeing it as... In a dream, that makes sense. Sometimes you just turn, and you didn't mean to turn, and you right. now hit a tree. And it's, yeah. it's weird that I'm sideways on this, because I'm usually the king of, like, don't think about it too much, just follow what's on the screen. Yeah. Like, I'm not a big continuity person. 
And like in this one, when I was rewatching it, I was doing a, getting caught up on that shit a lot. Like, I think I was just I just I straight up wasn't in the mood to watch it again. That's that's my problem yeah. with that. So like I'm you know that's not that. And I have I have thought about world. watching this and stopped myself many times yeah. because yeah. I do I do legit. It's the same thing with yeah. The Witch, honestly. The Babadook as well. I I love that yeah. these movies, but it's like I look at it and I'm like I'm not there. Yeah. I want yeah. something that I can be a little bit more engaged or even a little bit less engaged. Yeah. This movie has a certain level of you have to be willing to in- intellectualize, but you you have to sit back and allow the movie to do it for you. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. And that's it's not normally a, some not normally something I have a problem with at all. Um I, I I think that's wrong. Yeah, you, I feel like that's Bob not admitting the phrase, himself. The phrase, to himself. the phrase "turn off your brain" does get come out of you awful. No, lot. no, no. I mean, I I do love a turn off your brain movie. I do, but I also love movies that make me think. And this movie did make me think, but it also yeah. made me think. I'm tr- I'm spending more time thinking about the concept of this film than actually paying attention to it. Yeah, yeah. Which, so I mean, legit. Um. And I, I, I actually do recommend this movie. I just don't recommend you to try to rewatch it. It's, it's, it's and, like, and The Witch is kind of that way. Uh, and again, Babadook is that way, where it's more of an experience that you have. Yeah, I would the, never the rewatch of, Babadook if I didn't have to. The point of watching it is literally mm-hmm. that you, you take the ride, you think, you think your thoughts. They're all pretty much self-contained. There's nothing. Yeah. Hi, there's no hidden depths to plumb. Like you, you watch it, you have your experience, and you think about it, and you decide what it means, mm-hmm. and you're, yeah. you're done with your life. Exactly. So. I, 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 are we are we rating now? It feels yeah, like we're having that way. If you would like to, so, what, what do you rate, yeah, Bob? Let's go ahead. Um, so this is going to get two ratings. It really is. Conceptually, it's a five. It, it, it's a five golden thickets. <laughs> Delivery, it's got like one out of five, you know, really disappointing sexual encounters with the boy next door. That's... Yeah. We've all had those. We we have. I actually have not. I'm sorry. You've never lived across from someone and had a bad sexual encounter with them? Nah. Wow. Well, yay. No, I, like even no, I was pretty much. I don't feel like he lives across from you, Bob. He lives in the same house he, he as you. I did. You, I did live across the hall from him. <laughs> but did you have a bad? Did you have sexual encounters then? Yes. Okay. I actually did actually have sexual encounters. I mean, that's. I mean, I'm not. I'm just asking. I'm not saying you didn't. I, I was afraid <laughs> he would wake the neighbors anyway. Yeah. So I I love this movie. It, it hits all the right spots. I think every complaint I've heard from you, Bob, is almost things that I would hold up and say, make this movie better. Yeah. Because I think I love this movie for what it does, but I'm I'm the kind of person this movie was made for in a lot of ways. Mm. I am exactly the level of I like things literal and I like to intellectualize things. And this movie was very literal about what its plot was and it had a lot of intellectual concepts hidden behind that. I mean, we yeah. didn't spend enough, we didn't spend any time because I am by no means an expert on The Idiot or yeah. even on the T.S. Eliot poem that um, it's the love song of J. Albert Pruckford, I think. That's the poem that the college teacher is reading when she sees the old woman. Yeah. And that poem, which is fantastic poem. That was a lovely poem. And Well, the whole thing is really interesting, and it's very on theme with this movie. Mm-hmm. It was chosen very specifically. It's another thing I love. The Idiot, again, is all about giving of thinking of yourself outside of yourself, and it's, it's on theme with this movie. Yeah. It, it was so well-structured. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm sad this man is not produced more work. He's like, got another movie out this year. 
Desi? Okay. Yeah. It's um, uh, some kind of, oh shit, hang on, I had it. It's doing like a kind of a film noir thing. He's moving outside of the horror genre, which is perfectly A-OK by me. Yeah. Like, I can see him doing noir. Noir would work for this yeah, I'm, his style. Yeah, uh, I'm but, open to whatever he wants to give yeah. me. I'll watch I'll, uh, it. If he I'll, fails, on, I'll it's, move it's, on. I mean, you know? It's a credit. Yeah. So this is um, this film is called Under the Silver Lake. It's actually a neo-noir black comedy thriller. Hmm. Oh, I'm all uh, now. Oh, dear God. But it's got Andrew Garfield and Topher Grace. So I'm Ooh. a little nervous about that. I'm, I'm excited, actually. Um, let's see here. Uh, follows I, well, a man I'm who sets out on a quest to find the woman he met the night before in his apartment complex's swimming pool after she goes missing. So it almost could be like. Huh. So is this out or is it forthcoming? Coming. Release date, December 7th. Oh, so coming up. Yeah. I, I'm just yeah. glad that Topher Grace finally it got a career camp. back after his ungodly Venom portrayal. Oh, he's done a lot of things since then. Uh, yeah. But I don't pay attention to him. So. No need. I mean, he's a give or take actor to me. Like, whatever. Yeah. He doesn't make me want to see a movie. He doesn't not want to see it. So, I, but I love this movie. I adore it. I give it, um, I'm going to give it four and um, 57 25ths. Yeah, um, I'm going to give it four and a half out of five silver and bronze pussies because hashtag all pussies matter. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of in a bind just because yeah, I was not in the mood to revisit this movie at this time. Yeah. So it just it was so flat on second viewing. Because I remember I watched it the first time and thought it was great. Um, and I still would have to recommend it on that level. Um even with the pacing things that I'm less a fan of, there is a sense of dread that is very, very rare in horror movies. Oh, like, and that's that soundtrack really plays well, into the it. The soundtrack is really good, too. I mean, but I mean, just that sense of, the, again, that specifically dread that you know what's coming to get you. Mm-hmm. You know it's there and it's going to get you. Mm-hmm. And that sort of creeping dread is not something movies do. And this movie does it and it does it really well. Um, so that's awesome. And those like the sweeping 360 and 180 camera pans. Yes. Where um it's kind of like sort of the paranormal activity thing where you're watching to see what has changed, except it doesn't suck here. Yeah. Yeah. Um and, and it helps that you're watching for specifically people walking toward camera yeah. generally. Right. And, and, so it's easier to spot than trying to be like, who moved the magnets around? Yeah. You know. And those in particular, yeah. those are the moments when you are really kind of in that character's point of view. Because mm-hmm. you're kind of you're well, the camera is meant to be their field of vision. Yeah, it, yeah. it plays with, yeah. with point of view stuff. The camera work in this, yeah. uh, you know, it's, even if I, I even if I hate the story, sorry to, to yeah, say that, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Even if I hate parts of this movie. The individual contributions, the score, the camera work, the setting, the props, the... I I actually really like the performances, even though I can totally see why they felt flat. If if you weren't feeling it, they do feel flat. You have to read more. I think the actors put in more effort than a flat performance really would have been. But they were instructed to be this level of flat. I get it. They were... Like they were kids. They were not even particularly charismatic kids. They yeah. were just kids. Yeah. Right? They were Which, like what happens when not Steven Spielberg produces a children's movie. Right. Right. <laughs> so, so I guess, I don't know. Like I don't want to discount the the bad time I had watching it yesterday. But so um, I guess like first viewing it would be like a four. This viewing yesterday would be like a two. So almost split the difference. And give it three out of five. Um little flopping fishies while the guy with long hair plays a piano solo like that one faith no more video <laughs> what is it oh god damn it. it's it <laughs> it follows and it can 
follow you elsewhere out the door. <laughs> yeah, but he realized he's going to pass it on to somebody else in like 45 True. minutes. That. <laughs> you're yeah. like, you'll hear that little growler notification. Uh, and it's like, well, it's passed on again. There it goes. <laughs> Fuck. Anyway, so on that note, kids, if you'd like to get a hold of us, lay eggs in our brain, pass on a sexually transmitted curse. No, but I'm gonna... Only Bob. Yeah, by all means. This is why I this is why I deleted my social media. <laughs> I anyway. I only take non sexually transmitted curses. Thank you. That's fine. Um, <laughs> email us at bob at candycodedrazor.com. Hit us on the website at candycodedrazor.com. Hit me up on Twitter at, at @candyrazorbob or search for us on Facebook by using the phrase candy coated razor blades. And you can contact me at on Twitter at Zanman Horror Fan. That's X A N M A N Horror Fan, or email me at podcasthorror at gmail.com. And while we've got you here, please uh, take a moment to you know like, subscribe, rate, give us a review, share it with your friends. Our lives are ruled by algorithms. They it's are. sad. It is sad. Uh, but you are you you don't make us sad. You are our listeners, and we love you unconditionally. Uh, we love you so much that we're gonna totally take you and sit in the backseat of a car with you. With chloroform. I'm not even going to bring the chloroform. That's how much I like you. No, I already, <laughs> I already said I liked that position she was in at the end. I'm all down <laughs> right? for that in that car. Go for it. Uh, not in my car, thank you, because it doesn't have back doors. <clears throat> so, I think that's everything. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't Please remember that. to rate, subscribe, I review. Did okay. Did all that. Like, subscribe, rate, review. Yeah, we got all that. Okay, yeah, I have no... I, I bide last. Aww. I came last. Pan! Clean it up when you're done.